0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey and today on the show I have one of my old buddies uh, from Broadcast Club actually, uh, <laughs> once upon a time, uh, over at UWM, uh, he's an assignment editor at CBS, uh, he works with the Milwaukee Courier, he works with Carpenter Stone, shout out to Aisha. Um we got Dylan Dupre in the house, uh, welcome to the show man. Thanks man, thanks for having me out. Good to see you, how are you? Dude, good. Busy, yeah. stay busy. Oh, you got the trifecta coming along. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, writing and uh, working mainstream.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you for bringing these oh, no delicious problem. power raids. I know I want to do beer is really bad, but
0: got allergy season, man. It <clears throat> hit me pretty hard, so I'm a little nasally. That's okay, man. I, I got work in like two hours anyway. And sometimes I'm not opposed to like drinking a, a couple <laughs> hours before, but. Today's yeah. one of those days where I'm just like in a daze feel that. and I'd probably feel even more lethargic if I did. So that is totally okay, um, but uh, yeah man, um, Yeah, how's your day going today though? Good, it's been
1: actually kind of slow, like so I work uh, like the AM show for CBS, so I was up at one o'clock this morning and I'm in for work at two. So then I'm like that guy who's like listening to the scanners and stuff. Wasn't too much crazy stuff. I guess mm-hmm. there's some crazy stuff going on right now as we speak, but yeah, man. I'm just so from like four thirty till seven's our show, mm-hmm. and then I'm kind of just running around uh, trying to get information and stuff, calling calling police, and different mm-hmm. organizations, getting or- that you know information and stuff. Damn. But like when I write for the Courier and stuff, I'm like actually going out and doing the
0: reporting. So. Sure, sure. So. Um, so you're, like, uh, so, man, I imagine, I can only imagine, like, what clock your body's on right now.
1: Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> like, it's kind of a running joke at work, like, how many cups did I drink today? Today, I think it was, like, seven. Jesus Christ. Max is 12. Holy fuck, dude. That's,
0: that's insane, man. Like, I, I think, like, sometimes I get too, uh, too off the walls when I'm at three, but I guess when you're just challenging your circadian rhythm that mm. much, you you really just gotta keep guzzling it and shit.
1: Well, and I was kind of like a hardcore Red Bull fiend back in college. Like I could pound like a twenty four ounce and an eight eight ounce. Wow. So yeah, not like I'm stoked on my caffeine usage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, I've I've had a uh, three monsters in one day. I think That's nah dude see that was that's crazy that was probably my record tips for drinking three monsters in one day don't (laughs) (laughs) it was like heart palpitations oh my god i was in a car too i was like in a car it was uh it was when we were driving back from south by southwest uh two years ago and i was like man i'm gonna have to drive eventually like in this like 20 hour drive or something i gotta i gotta stay it stay up you know Mm -hmm. so i just drank a shit ton of Monster, but that was, yeah, that was awful, I was, like, fucking panicking, like, just sitting in the back seat, because I couldn't, like, no, I, I couldn't move, yeah. you know?
1: I'm not big on, like, I always think in my head that I'm going to be good on a long car ride, and then, like, if it's, like, five hours or so, I'm just, like, have really restless
0: legs, like, I need to get out, move around and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you definitely gotta, like, take those uh, rest stops and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, stretch, like... Um, I too I, I have like I I have restless leg syndrome oh, So like sure, yeah. I can't I can't even Like even when I'm sleeping Like I, I can't stay still Like I'm constantly tossing and turning right. Because my body is just like yeah. Constantly in motion you know for Sure. But uh, Yeah man uh, But We're just I think we're just like A restless uh, age group you know Kind of Yeah I always
1: I think that's why I have like three jobs I just like staying busy mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean like I don't do I have hobbies and stuff like you know if you have you a skate, skateboard right. yeah like I'm always trying to stay busy I don't like and I'm not like a gamer or anything like not like I knock anybody who does but it's like I like constantly doing something mm-hmm. like, at all times like,
0: yeah yeah. I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat too like uh, doing the doing podcast uh, writing for Breaking and Entering um, I uh, work at Company Brewing so like I have like a couple things that kind of demand my attention mm-hmm. throughout the week, uh, not, yeah, and just like you said, still got to make time for hobbies, mm-hmm. got to make time for friends, um, True. hard enough to even uh, find a time to date these days. Okay. <laughs> man, it's hard. It's hard because I also like, you know, I, I crave it a lot. I crave like, man, I want to like just meet someone right now, but I'm also like, I don't have fucking time for that.
1: So true. Very true. I know. I kinda, and then like your Facebook timeline is just like filled with everybody getting married and having kids. Yeah. I know. It's dope for them though. I'm excited. Yeah. It's cool seeing my friends have kids and stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like everyone our age is like either, they're either uh, getting married slash having kids or they're single as fuck. <laughs> uh, there's no one between. It. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> So Dylan, what we talk about? A Mister Nice Guy. We talk love and fear through our passionate and creative minds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been like five years or so since I've known you. Uh, yeah, long time. We used to meet every Friday in the Cunningham Hall basement to do Broadcast like Club. Uh, rest in peace, Broadcast Club. I remember that the club like ceased to exist right when I was like supposed to become president.
1: You know what's funny is like, I still have that bank account attached to my bank account and like they can't get rid of it because Mark is
0: no longer-
1: <laughs> You really? <laughs> I, I just have this $5 sitting and I can't do anything with it. Yeah.
0: So, that's, that's I was the treasurer. That is cute. <laughs> 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 After all these years when I was so like, forgotten. I mean, it is kind of a shame, like, how, like, they treated the broadcast department in the jams, in, like, jams, and, like, um, so I was, I was, like, bummed because it was something that, like, I realistically, at the time, like, really saw a career in. Yeah. I mean, glad it it was a good experience, it was fun, um, but, yeah, and then, um, after that, uh... Uh, I didn't really see too much of you after that, um, unless it was, like, uh, when you were a janitor. Yeah, dude. You, them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Cleaning people's messes and shit. It
1: wasn't ever... It was that bad. I made a lot of good friends, and, like, even networked to this day through that, like... And, like, dude, don't ever knock the janitor gig at a uh, school, man. Yeah, we had a bunch of free time to do homework. That's when I did most of my homework.
0: Oh, yeah. I heard, uh... I heard people actually... It was, like, a pretty popular job back then on campus. But, like, it did
1: suck the days. You had to clean up puke. Like, I've seen some nasty stuff. I've seen a lot of nasty stuff. I
0: believe it. I believe it. Um, Yeah, man. uh, But it's great to see that uh, you're uh, really... Utilizing uh, your your journalistic mm-hmm. instinct and whatnot, um, you've been working with the Courier for a long time now. Yeah, it started
1: as like an internship. I didn't even know what they were. I just knew that I needed an internship because they're. I was like late to the game. I didn't even know what I, w- I wanted to do journalism till like junior year. What so, were you before that? Just communication. Oh yeah, I'm a communication minor, but yeah, I really had no clue. I wanted to do something with the radio, and you know, maybe in the future I will, but. Um, I just kind of got pushed towards writing and uh, the professors there were really like dope and like Jessica McBride and Jane and um, mm-hmm. Jesse Garcia. They were. to all, all three, the all, three all, J's. Yes. All of them like really pushed me to become a better writer. And like I never, I used to not, I used to hate English. I was not good at it. I hated it. I liked reading, but mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I never thought I'd be a writer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, all of them like... Definitely, like, um, were huge assets to everything I know now about Mm -hmm. how to construct a story, how to ask the right questions. Like, Jess McBride is like she, uh, she's helped me so much with like helping me, like see it in myself that I could like believe in myself to like be good at what I'm doing, and that Jane is just you know she's she's tough, Mm -hmm. and I and she definitely like. Um, but she she does that. She, she's tough because she wants people to be the best writers that they can, yeah, and, and she wants people to, like actually reach their fullest potential and not settle. Um, and she was she really helped me with like how I'm, you know, con- like doing the, you know, the inverted pyramid and Ooh, how I'm structuring yeah, the sentences, yeah. like all the grammar, like all the media writing. That stuff is really crucial with how people actually like, you know, stay. Attached to your story, yeah. And then Jess Garcia, very talented. She's awesome. Uh, had a lot of fun in her class, uh, uh, TV news reporting. So, yeah, man. Like we had some really great folks uh, that were, uh, you know, guiding us through the way. Shout out to UWM Jams. Shout out to all y'all. I need to come visit sometime. Mm-hmm. Sure. I owe I McBride an uh, office visit. I've been telling her for like months now. Um, but anyway, so. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah, what did make you sort of, like, find that, uh, you wanted to, like, actually start doing journalism, like, that late into college? Um,
1: honestly, I was actually going to talk about, because, like, Broadcast Club, like, that sparked the interest of journalism. Didn't even think about it. Started taking, like, the journalism classes, and then, uh, whatever the first journalism classes, uh, were you actually doing print, I don't know. Intro to, oh, wait, um. Oh, wasn't that uh, it was like integrated reporting? Yep. Yeah, yeah, That's the class that got me like really. I was like, wow, okay, like maybe I could actually do something with this. Then I did uh, a long form piece on a local um, professional skateboarder, Rob Owens, who's like had a crazy life. He mm-hmm. was like a, you know, hood dude who like he got shot like twenty six times or so. He was oh, living God. that life. And he was still skateboarding and then he, you know, found his way out of it and ended up like owning his own companies out in California now. But like that story ended up winning the Midwest regional award for sports
0: Nice. that, you know, it beat
1: skateboarding story, beat out a football story and a basketball story. So like that for me to do that, I was like super stoked. So, um, yeah, I don't like just like the little
0: accomplishments got me like, okay, maybe I can start doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, did you ha- always kind of have, like, a knack for storytelling and, like, talking to people? Because you're a pretty social guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. i like and I'm, I'm pretty creative. I think that's the main thing that I like to set myself apart because, as you were talking earlier, like, the inverted pyramid, like, once you know how to tell a, sto- a new story, there's ways to tell it more creatively that people want to keep reading mm-hmm. instead of just just straightforward facts because... Like, don't get me wrong. We need that media, right. but people don't want to read that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do. It's a little different. And I try to go outside the box for stories that not the mainstream is going to find. Like I'm fans of the I'm fan of like Vice News and stuff like yeah. that that does the obscure but interesting stuff people
0: want to know about. Totally, like inserting your personality of sorts into the piece. You mm-hmm. know, like using language you would use otherwise, exactly. like that you actually like. Using words you like to use mm-hmm. or you know, ways that you like to um, to interact and, mm-hmm. and use dialogue, but also still sticking to what the story's about. That's how you you know, be a good writer, yeah. I feel, you know, like anything you could look up a story like that's just strictly facts on any like you could look that up, you could Google anything like that, you could read whatever it is on Wikipedia you could get the stats from any you know website online mm-hmm. that that compiles that, but it's like who's actually telling the story and like why should we care? Yeah. And that's kind of like become our job, and that's sort of how we become creatives as journalists is is like how we like sort of let the story kind of like uh, you know move people and mm-hmm. sway people, or how just we kind of let the story like tell itself based on what, you know, based on like how we decide to tell it. Mm -hmm. Breaking and entering the the blog I write for is entirely DIY. uh, So I have like full creative control over like how I want to tell the story. And like, it's it's awesome. Like I I don't have to like, you know, reach any like goals imposed Mm -hmm. on me or anything. It's all like, I get to do it entirely in the way I want to do it. And people seem to like it, so.
1: Did you know me and Alan go back? Did you and
0: Alan go back? Yeah, we uh, we worked, we well, like
1: volunteered for this one dude. He ran this like, it was kind of like a skateboard blog slash like held of events called Crime Lab. And oh, I met Alan. Because I remember when he first kind of like was, it was like starting to get big, Breaking and Entering. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, I have this blog, you should check it out. And I remember following it forever ago. And I'm like, it's stoked! I'm stoked to see like how far it's come. Mm-hmm. It's like. He's hosting events now, he's part of Summerfest, he's going to Lala, like, dude, Alan, heads
0: up. We bro. love you, Alan. Yeah, bro. Dude, he's... He's doing it. Bro, he, that dude is a saint. He's given me so many opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise, like, um, it's, um, yeah, like, I, uh, go to shows, like, you know, several times a week, mm-hmm. like, I get press coverage when it's a bigger touring show most of the time. Um, like I saw Stereo Lab the other day and Breaking and Entering got me in, and that was fucking awesome, you know. Like so, it's nice to have the press pass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, yeah, like, and and he trusts me, yeah. And I think that's like a huge uh, part of uh, like really like loving and embracing what you do when like your your boss of sorts or the mm-hmm. person that you're writing for like trusts you to just you know do your do the thing you want in the way you want to do it you know and
1: and that's kind of why I write for Naisha too cuz I like I, I don't know if you ever knew how like I found Naisha but not found her but I did a story on her for Milwaukee Courier about carbon stone ended up being like hey you want a job at the courier we need some writers she ended up being a writer ended up uh working for the courier for some time and now she's doing carbon stone full time but like now it's kind of gone in reverse where now I'm writing for her and I I pretty much get full creative control which is super cool like I did a full on like year long research story in Milwaukee's local battle rap scene like and I spent way more money than I made off the article but it was like such a dope experience to be able to like capture that and like I got a pretty good, like, reception from the community, and, like, you know, even just getting, like, a hundred or some shares on Facebook, it was, like, cool to see for me, like, Mm -hmm. and I really didn't have to, like, not censor myself, but I got to really um, write
0: how I wanted to write. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, I like
1: that aspect when you get to uh, really get full creative control. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's, yeah, it's fucking great, and it's super validating, Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, Alan is just, he's been... You know, he's given me uh, really great feedback. He's praised the work I've done for him. I want to help him build it. Yeah. I want Breaking Entering to, you know, eventually become like a full, like,
1: business yeah, soon.
0: For and sure. we were, I, I want to see it. I was talking to Alan on our, we went to Riot Fest and um, he gave me a ride back. And uh, he, we were just talking about how much we want Breaking Entering to, like, as like a long term goal we want it to become like something we can actually like you know do like full time Mm -hmm. we want it to like be like you know something we just love doing and are doing naturally you know not it's where it doesn't even feel like a job because we've been doing it you know for so Mm -hmm. long but um, but like now it's like we can actually people actually care about it and value it for what it is where it's like You know, we can get bigger sponsors, you know, we can, you know, and like business partnerships and, um, you know, put on more writers eventually. Yeah, like, I want to help him build it and I've been trying to like uh, talk to all the bands and artists out here that need platforms that don't get talked to by the press nearly as much as they should be and most importantly, just know that like we care about them Uh because...
1: Dude, you do a lot of, like, underground shows. Like, I wouldn't have even known... And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm more of a hip-hop guy, mm-hmm. but I like to know what's going on in the scene. Like, Milwaukee's yeah. got a dope music scene just in general. Oh, yeah. And I, like, wouldn't have even known about half the shows unless, like, I've seen, like, your blurbs on Facebook and stuff. Uh, yeah. So,
0: thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. I uh, And, you know, it's similar to you. Like, Alan's also more of, like, a hip-hop guy. Yeah. I mean, like, he is... He is usually, like, on top of, like, a lot of the hip-hop Ooh. artists out here, so, like, I definitely cover a lot more bands, mm-hmm. but that makes it easier on him because it's, like, yeah. it allows him to focus more on, like, the administrative uh, duties yeah. of of the, the site, so, um, and similarly, like, in your case, it's, like, you you and Aisha kind of, like, have this, seem to have this, like, trusting yeah. relationship where it's, like, you both have, like, giving each other opportunities, it's like almost like you traded, yeah. like a job for a job of sorts. Mm-hmm. And like now at this point,
1: it's more of like a friendship. Like I help her out with all of her events and stuff, and try to promote her stuff as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to do the same thing with Carbon Stone and like build it up as much as we can because we are both young writers. We also have another uh, writer, Malachi. He's dope. Okay. I just met him. He writes some good stuff too. But we're just we're slowly building, and you know, we just did. Um, Did scholarships for Like three scholarships So I'm like totally down with Her idea of having a media company That focuses on positive news And does dope stuff in the community
0: Totally It's cool to be a part of Yeah, yeah She's she's talking to great people I've seen Mm -hmm. great work on a carbon stone Um, So Yeah uh, Tell me about your gig with uh, CBS
1: Well well, that kind of transpired because student loans just were like hella getting mm. just crazy, and like as much as I love the career, it just wasn't you know the the, the it just wasn't uh, bills were not like just barely making it. Mm-hmm. So I got I went went mainstream, and uh, it's 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 been a kind of a wild ride. I don't know like do I plan on staying there? No, but have I learned a lot? Yes. I've learned just like a lot from fellow reporters and uh, More or less about like just finding confidence and being able to like Set up interviews and for the longest time I had like the worst anxiety with like talking on the phone And now I'm like I'll just call anybody up because that's my job. I have to just Call oh so-and-so like this guy's got the scoop like we need to talk to this guy Go look him up and try to call all these different numbers and see if he answers it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like really, yeah. it like puts you a pit in your stomach. You're like, oh, I don't want to go call this random person and have them talk about this thing that they probably don't want to talk about, mm-hmm. but it's my
0: job. Yeah, so. you're facing it head on. Yeah.
1: But also working in the mainstream, I've like, I, I kind of like notice uh, things that we could do better as journalists altogether. kind of like in the mainstream in versus like
0: community papers as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, for I, sure. I kind of see it all. Totally. When do you, uh, so when do you go to bed typically? Like, okay,
1: <laughs> I have to be in bed by 9, but I try to be like getting ready for bed
0: by like 8. And you have to be up at 1? One. 1, yeah. AM? Yeah. So you don't sleep much? No. I'll, I'll take naps here and there.
1: There's always like, okay, there's always one crash day where like, it's usually Tuesday or Wednesday where like I get home, pretend I'm going to go do something or do a little work put on the office and just knock yeah, out till like yeah. 8 o'clock. Uh, and I'm like, huh, what? Oh, it's 8 o'clock. I have to, okay, I got to go back to bed. Make sure I have my clothes picked out for work and no have really. my coffee ready in the morning. Oh, man,
0: that's real. Um, yeah, that's funny. It is kind of
1: demanding on the body. Like, yeah. my Saturdays are kind of ruined. I'm usually just dead tired. How many days a week are you there? Five. I'm Monday through Friday. Well, like, I go in, you know, like, Monday morning, technically mm-hmm. going into Sunday, which... Like, it's, everybody always is like, yeah, you gotta, you get a long weekend, not really, because, like, yeah, you get Friday, but you're dead tired, Saturday, you're tired, Sunday, you feel okay, and then you gotta go to work at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m.
0: Damn. Wow, that is, yeah, that's some, that just really uh, puts you in a completely different world, almost, because it's just the antithesis of our patterns of, like, waking up and getting up and getting ready, like, you know, for... Like, when we were mm-hmm. going to school, like, our whole lives, and now it's like, yeah, you have to be at work at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, well, good for you doing that. Um,
1: like, I worked shift work before at a paper mill up in Green Bay for, like, my dad works at a paper mill, and I worked college, like, during college, during the summers for them, so, like, I'm used to, like, working 6 to 6. So, that, um, it, it wasn't too hard to adjust to, but, like, for the longest time, I couldn't eat in the morning, and I'd be starving, but it's just, like, weird eating at four in the morning, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're yeah. not hungry, but you're hungry, mm-hmm. and you don't know what to eat, because, like, should you be eating breakfast food or lunch food? Right. And yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. I'd be see people eating pizza, then people eating, like, bagels. It's like, what what do I do?
0: Right, right.
1: It's like, <laughs> there's a it's a blurred line. It really is. I just was so confused, like, and I was like, oh, I, don't, I need
0: to eat something, because I don't feel good, but I don't know, like, I mean, the other day I ate spaghetti for breakfast. So, I mean, you can pretty yeah, much eat anything I'm for I'm any cool meal. With pizza all the time, though. Right, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you can eat anything, anytime. Uh, those meals are all social constructs. True. You know, so... Um, so, we, yeah, like... Um, What are uh, I guess like some besides uh, the story that you know you wrote and got that award for Mm -hmm. during school? Like, what are some other really cool uh, stories that you reflect on? Just how, how, just uh, profound they affected you when you were, you know, writing for the courier. Well, there's, dude. There's a lot. Like,
1: there was. There's been a couple. um, Like one. And I, you know, I never realized how bad the human trafficking issues were and, yep. like, how Milwaukee is, like, one of the worst cities in in the States. But, like, I went and um, just, uh, we went out to, like, uh, it was, like, a, an event to, like, give back and give girls on the street, like, just regular hygiene products and stuff because that's how, like, their pimps control them is through drugs and, like, just regular necessities. And, like, I saw a woman just, like... Uh, overdosing just in the middle of the street, and, like, it was just, like, super, like, oh, my God, this is real life right now. Like, this is regular life for them. And, you know, like, stuff like that is just, like, crazy to see, and I never would have thought that going to this event would have, that, you know, something like that, but I don't know. It, Holy shit. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't mean to go that deep right Oh, away, no, but, no, no, like, no, I just that, remember that one was so vivid, and I
0: was like, wow, well, like... Yeah, that's a really, really yeah. big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that is highly overlooked. I mean, yeah. people are talking about it a little bit more now, but it's still, it's like, um, you know, clearly large-scale needs yeah. to be addressed. Um, I know that I've never realized, like, how common, like, ads that get, that kind of suck yeah. people into it are, like, you know, those ads that are, like, that can literally be on a telephone pole, mm-hmm. like, you know, right on your block or something like that. And it's like, Holy shit, like, you don't, you don't even, like, think about it, you know, you just don't give it any meaning yeah. until, like, someone points it out, you know? And it's, like, uh, I really hate when people are just, like,
1: oh, well, they shouldn't have stuck a needle in their arm. People don't know the people, like, a lot of these are girls and men who are abused mentally, physically, like, stuff, like, you don't know their past, and when a... You know A a strong man Who shows love Comes and Tells him he's going to Give him a great life Like aren't you Once you take it too
0: Right Yeah Yeah Like And that's That all comes with You know Victim blaming Exactly Which is It takes a lot of undoing Like To Not think about Why someone would make Such a rash decision Mm. Or Do something uh, Wrong That You know Ended up Fucking up their life It's like You know We've all made decisions We're not proud of yeah. That's It's also man. how Manipulators work too yeah. You know In like In in any In any context so Yeah man uh, What are some other ones I'm Trying to think uh, I did One of them That stuck Okay This
1: is um, I got to interview I don't know Do you know Cuckoo Cal I do He's the OG in Milwaukee And yeah. I remember hearing uh, In my projects Up in Green Bay On the radio station When we had a rap station Up in Green Bay and I remember I was like, oh, dude, he's cool. He's from Wisconsin. Like, I actually got to interview him, and it was like such a good interview. It was like, like we knew each other. He was such a dope guy. I and I got to interview a lot of like local rappers, and a lot of them are like really cool, just down earth guys. guys here, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff I've done. Man, I've done. Okay, I also uh, I got to interview. Um, he was I don't remember the team, but it was one of like of the few guys left uh, from the Negro Leagues okay, and he got to like, he kind of just told me about his life, I cannot remember his name, but it was such a good interview and he was super cool Um, I really wish I remembered his name off top, but I just remember that standing out, because I was kind of nervous to talk to him I remember I was like super nervous, I was like, dude I don't know, like, this guy's like kind of legendary Mm -hmm. in like that realm, and I didn't know much about the Negro Leagues until I researched
0: it and stuff but yeah, super cool interview. That's awesome. That's super dope. I, I, I get the same feeling of like, uh, like being nervous around somebody with such a large scale reputation. Like, I like, I, I kind of try. So part of what how you challenge that with a jur- being a journalist, I've learned is just kind of like. Seeing your subject just as a human being just mm-hmm. like you exactly. and they don't want to be like looked at as like a grand figure Yeah, like they just want to be talked to just rationally and in a composed way and If you just kind of just you know have a conversation with them and just be cool ask a couple questions and just You know it's like mo- like most of the time they'll they'll be very uh, you know they'll be um, uh, gracious that you took the time to talk to them, mm-hmm. and they'll also—they you know, won't be intimidated by you. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of uh, artists that were intimidated by are intimidated by the press too, yeah. because they're like, I don't know what I should say, like when something's going to get and published about let's me. Let's not
1: let's let's not let's be real. The the media is known for twisting words, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and 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 I understand, like I saw certain. Rappers and artists, they're really reluctant to interview at first, but my job is not to make you look bad My job is to sh- share your story.
0: We're here to know? gas you up.
1: Yeah, we really are. Yeah I'm not here same to make Bra- you look stupid.
0: Same with breaking Enter.
1: Yeah, in or- yeah. yeah, like in that's the same like I don't I, I really take everything into like little details like I'm not trying to put dumb like if, if you like If says you might look weird in a picture, I'm not gonna put that picture. up. You know, I, I want my piece to look just as good and it reflect on you. Right,
0: yeah. Right, exactly. Like, this is, this is not like any, it's not some, a uh, critique piece yeah. of you. This is not like a, you know, a, uh, an expose of sorts. It's like, this is all about like, you know, we want the community to know who you are mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Exactly. You know, we, we like, this is us trying to, you know, help, you know, move you forward mm-hmm. too. And, um, and, and, uh, I think that when you work in entertainment-based news, um, like, it's a lot easier to do that than, like, hard news. Because in hard news, it's like, you have to tell the story, whether it's one that people want to talk about or not. Versus when you're talking about, like, you know, if, for example, like, for me, it's like if I'm writing about just, you know, artists in the city and who they are and what they do, it's like, there's not really any... uh, there's not any uh, gray area territory that we're putting on our website. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it's all just you know we're just all trying to give love yeah. and spread the word. But yeah, it's like if someone's trying to like write this like super uh, you know this this piece on this piece on like super personal details yeah. of your life. Which, things like like TMZ and yeah, shit like that. Like, I grew up... My mom loves TMZ,
1: uh, E.T., like... Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, I've grown up watching it, like... Yeah, I, I, as much as sometimes I get the scoop, I would not want to be a celebrity getting a camera shoved in my face. Dude, yeah,
0: like, it's, it's super... Like, honestly, I find that sort of uh, journalism highly problematic. Yeah. Because it gives... It's just also poor reflection on what media actually like the rest of the media yeah like us you mm-hmm. know it's like that makes everyone like scared and intimidated us and be like oh fuck the news, you know yeah but yeah. it
1: yeah.
0: comes with the, it comes with the territory I yeah, yeah. that's
1: one of the biggest things you need to learn as a journalist is just like when somebody says no don't take it to heart right yeah. you know just tr- move out of the next story I guess mm-hmm. exactly
0: like yeah you, you did the best you could yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, like, uh, so that, are you kind of doing the same kind of stuff with carbon songs More.
1: yeah, I'm, well? I'm, I dabble like, you know, I don't like st- staying in the music realm all, all the time. I do a lot of, like, I like, like I do the, I, I have like a couple beats, like one's like the urban entrepreneur. I love people that are in the community, creating opportunities for themselves and, um, and for other people as well. Like there's this one entrepreneur named Mike Skrill. He was in the Milwaukee mall doing like his own clothing line. And when that closed down, he started, uh, he had a pop-up shop for a while. And then now he's doing like car lockouts where like, if you lock your key in your car, 35 bucks, he's at your car within like 10 minutes and he'll unlock your car for you. Well, yeah. So that's like, better than buying another key, <laughs> exactly. Like, and, uh, I'm trying to think of some other people, like, um, I'm actually doing a story coming out, well, I guess, I don't know when this airs, but it'll be coming out this week. Um, she's a domestic violence survivor and she uh, does nails and she's doing a deal where it's like $55 nail deal and five of the dollar five dollars goes towards like a domestic violence awareness campaign so yeah and and she's opening her doors to share her story and let people share their stories and it's like a you know open environment it was a super emotional interview that I was not prepared for um, but it was like a really good interview i um, see what uh, also I like doing um, like community activists I love showing love mm-hmm. to Same, the yeah. guys doing the community activism work you know shouts out to Von Mays uh, original Black Panthers uh, I'm trying to think some other people Street Angels mm-hmm. um, man there's so many
0: oh yeah there's there's a lot of mm-hmm. great uh, social justice movements out here um, mm-hmm. you know uh, I partook in a uh the first protest I've ever done was this past summer and it okay. was uh Jews against Ice, uh that was uh organized by the I think the Never Again okay. movement uh, in Milwaukee, which is amazing. Um, really it was powerful and yeah. it really does sort of like re it, it makes you reevaluate how you perceive the world yeah. and its politics. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but
1: I think even covering protests, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like i I was there after like the Sherman Park unrest, like that next day. I was there in the park covering it for the Courier. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing more eye opening than that that day yeah. in the community. There was anger. There was, you know, sadness. There was, like, rejoicing. People trying to. I, it was just the weirdest. I, I don't know. It was just like a weird energy, yeah. but um, just being able to report on just that area, uh, uh, kind of like the Renaissance in Sherman Park, is kind of cool too to yeah. see. But I, I just definitely th- know what you mean, like that the energy at protests and being makes, able yeah. to like you know feel it.
0: It makes you think about your own values. Exactly. A lot, you know. Um, yeah, like because you know we journalists, like, you're telling stories, you might you know, feel uncomfortable telling, or you might be having to confront some really serious emotions exactly, like you just said yeah. that you did, like the day after Trump got elected, um, I remember I was actually in the 342 class when, uh, when that happened, uh, and the morning after, it was like, I had this class at 930 in the morning, and uh, um, you know, uh, our, our job that day, like, we spent class, uh, myself and a couple other students, uh, we went around the union and asked people about their reactions to the election, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was, it was pretty fucking tough, man, like, we went into the, the, uh, eighth note, I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, the entire campus really was just in a really gloomy sort of, uh, like, cloud, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone, it was just a very depressing and uh, just very, like, um, on-edge day at at school. And uh, we went into the eighth note and uh, asked somebody, like, this, like, woman that was sitting down and talked to her. She said she is terrified because she works with... uh, you know, a a school district um, that has a lot of children that are undocumented. Mm. And she started, she broke down crying on camera, uh, worried about what's going to happen to them now, uh, terrified about what this means for them because she obviously values her job and what she's doing for these kids. and, And I remember, like, like, I did, I was, like, speechless. It's like, yeah. I don't even feel like I'm telling a story anymore. Now I feel like I'm a human being. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, empathizing with what this woman is going through now. And, like, it just made me kind of, like, um, it shaped, kind of shifted my perspective of the job I was doing. I'm, yeah. like, I'm treating this like an assignment, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm just going around asking people how they feel and uh, i'm doing it because i have an expected end product of of a of a story that i'm going to be graded on mm-hmm. but it's like this is a real issue that's affecting people in very real emotional and just you know very eye-opening ways um and i i remember that day like 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 it was yesterday <laughs> i'm like holy shit like you know We, it's, like, we, it's so, and that's why, I think that that's why, like, there's just real, there's virtually very little existence of any news that doesn't have some sort of, like, political or emotional bias. Because Mm -hmm. we're, like, we have emotions, too. Yeah. We, We have values. We have beliefs, you know, and it's so hard, like, for anyone in our position to not, you know, insert some sort of, like, you know, our personal biases into the story that we're telling, um, and and honestly, like that's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's yeah. like we're human; it's it's just human nature. But I think it becomes a problem when it becomes a ratings game, yeah. And it becomes a it becomes part of just the capitalist enterprise, and that's exactly what all the major news networks and like the huge media conglomerates are. And I think that's the worst thing is that's and
1: I'm not, it's not even just CBS. It's like now that I'm working in a, a corporate company, it really is about like ads pay you know, ad revenue is king. And if your stories are reflecting on your viewership or whatever the ratings are, ads are kind of going to come in. So you kind of, have, you have to cater to it. It's just. You know, do you want to continue writing for that audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I kind of—that's why I like writing for Carbon Stone and the Courier—is it's uh, an audience that kind of it goes overlooked a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd rather use my skills for uh, shining the light on those stories. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and it's also like it's super weird when, like. When it's like, you know, you're, I remember, because I interned with Channel 12, uh, summer of 2016, and it was just weird, because, like, I would sit in, um, with Danielle, shout mm-hmm. out to Danielle Stubb, uh, she was my RA, uh, but she was, uh, in a, she was an associate producer at the time, okay. and so, like, I would sit in while she was teleprompting the, the, uh, the broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, is watching the programming of each broadcast it's like we're going from a story about like a lady who like lost her son because he like got like killed or he got shot or something like that like this lady's crying about how, like her son is dead and then the very next thing is like did you know that if you drink coffee like an hour before Dog, a workout yes. it enhances your workout Find out next, and yes. I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like, how are we going to just jump from jump from mood to mood in a, in a in a short span of 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 this like news broadcast? Like, it's 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 kind of like it's just goofy. I you don't know. Like, it's <laughs> you hit that right in the head. Yeah, there. man. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I can't believe we just aired that. Like, right. It's like at, least for, at the very at the very least you think about who's ordering, like, who like where's like who's deciding chronologically where's going what why are we going to tell the heaviest stories ahead of you know just some goofy life hack, um, you know like <laughs> it's oh man it's it's kind of like it it really does sort of um, man it it makes you. just... Evaluate what you're doing. You're like, man, like, what the hell? Like, what the hell did we just do? Yeah. You know, and um, it's kind of funny because, like, I feel like I don't know if you watch news on
1: TV, but I work really. for a I work for a broadcast channel, and I get my news online. So you know, I, it's like I feel yeah. like our generation is more of an online based news.
0: It is like oh, that's yeah.
1: that's where we're getting.
0: I get, I read most of my news from articles on Facebook. I'm gonna keep. I I uh, keep a uh, keep track of like what publications yeah. are popping up. It's like oh, it's the Odyssey of <laughs> people got to make sure they're reading yeah. reputable
1: sources, right? Like... If it's
0: if it's some just like stupid like you know clickbait sort of thing, like I can you can you know like what articles are yeah. are telling what stories or excuse me, what publications are telling what stories. But if it's like you know if it's like something like vice for example yeah. or if it's you know another publication that's you know reliably told me stories that like actually you know get me engaged thinking critically like by all means you know like mm-hmm. I, I like i read articles in that of that nature and um but i don't read or i don't watch broadcasts my dad and mom still do but mm-hmm. or i watch a lot of talk shows too yeah. like i love john oliver um oh. listen to different uh, voices about like how they're dissecting yeah. the news in their own way sort of thing so. yeah like like on YouTube and stuff yeah
1: I, I, like I've, watched, I've stumbled upon Joe stuff. Rogan too I and you know like I've never and it sounds bad but I've like never. politics have always bugged me but as a journalist you need to know what the hell's going on
0: yeah
1: and sometimes you need people to pick apart certain stuff so you can just get to the facts cause even mainstream media sometimes you can't it, right. it, it's hard to dissect
0: right yeah yeah man but I mean I'm I'm glad that you have uh, you you sort of have like um, the ability to like write on the stories you want to write oh, but yeah. you also have like a job that you know keeps you uh, keeps you going mm-hmm. at odd hours of the day and it it, it it sounds like you kind of get both worlds of journalism yeah. that you're working within which is I mean I mean that's cool
1: mm-hmm. it's cool yeah like some like don't I'm not the biggest fan of having to call the police about yet another shooting or whatever, but when I do get to do the what I consider, like, my more fun jobs is going out and doing these cool stories on, like, actually one that'll be coming out in a couple weeks is a guy. He converted a old, like, New York prison bus into a mobile convenience store, and you, because... People in certain, like in the in the black community, they kind of get treated like crap at certain convenience stores because it's not right. black owned. And right. he, he his his messages, like trying to be respectful to the people, his people, while he's going around, you like a mobile snack. He's like, there's no ice cream trucks and stuff like that. So him driving around, handing out little, like you know, twenty five cent things of fruities, is like a whole new world.
0: Yeah, that's so. awesome, and um, I love
1: being able to like share those stories. Yeah,
0: that's that's great. Like, and that's that is like a very like viable news story yeah. about com- in within a community. Yeah, something that people can really like value a lot for mm-hmm. somebody trying to do the best they can yeah. to contribute to their community. So that's great stuff. All right, little Willa, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? Um, you still uh, skating? Yeah, a lot. Oh, lot of scanning. Probably going after this. Oh, very solid. Uh, yeah. Are you um, do you uh, write like? Uh, d- do some of your like news stories reflect things in the scanning world and stuff like that?
1: Possibly in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see.
0: <laughs> we'll see <you. laughs> so, Dylan, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um. Or work because you're up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Uh, what puts you to sleep though? Oh, what puts me to sleep? Just dead tiredness. Yeah, yeah. You, I, dude, your clock, your body's clock is. Uh, I'm like starting to feel it a little bit now. Man, good, yeah. <laughs> man, I, I, I commend, I commend you for being able to like uh, live that uh, that pattern. So, thanks for being on the show, uh, man. Thank you. Check out Milwaukee Courier. Check out Carved in Stone, um, and uh, you know, uh, keep track of the publications yeah, there. Keep uh, track of the local stuff. Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Peace. Mr.